0: This morning, quickly, I want to talk to us from John chapter 5, verse 13 to 15, because we know that all the promises of God in Christ, they are yes and they are amen. John chapter, sorry, I mean 1 John chapter 5, sorry. 1 John chapter 5, 13 to 15. 1 John chapter 5, 13 to 15. He says, "These things have I written unto you, that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may that you may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the Son on the name of the Son of God." Verse fourteen. And this is a confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He will hear us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. So even though we have asked for 24 hours, we are confident that he heard us, right? And if we know that he has heard us, we will have the desires of our hearts. We will have everything that God has said, as long as we are prayed according to his will. This morning, I want to talk to us, or today and next week, because I don't want to rush it. I want to talk to us about faith that works. Faith that works. Faith that works. Why is this important? It is important because we live in a generation that a, a lot of people have a complete misconception of what faith is. A lot of people, a lot of Christians, a lot of churches, believe that they're expressing faith, but they're really not expressing it. A lot of people believe that they have faith for something, but it's really not biblical faith. Everything that, not everything, most things that people think or consider as faith is really not faith. Because there's a big difference between intellectual conviction and faith. Intellectual conviction is something that a lot of people believe in. They misquote it as faith. Several churches actually preach all of their messages around that, thinking that if I have conviction for something, I get it. Having conviction for something does not equal to faith. So for example, if I choose to sit down on this chair, it is not faith. It is because based on the knowledge that I have, Based on my level of intelligence, I know that the chair can sustain my weight. So it's not faith. It's not faith. And a lot of us sit in one place and make such assumptions that if I can just believe it, I can get it. Meanwhile in our head, we are putting all the permutations of how it's going to be. That is based on intelligence and it works. Intelligence works. The reason why you went to school is to know what is possible and what is not possible, right? You working based on that is not faith. There are things that you know that if you do them, you will become successful, like hard work, like all these things, networking, so, 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 do this, you know, and guess what? You will listen to a lot of motivational talks. You listen to a lot of principles, a lot of trainings, and guess what? It will work, but it's not faith. Never mistaking it as faith. It is not faith. There's a difference between that and biblical faith. And you must understand that this day. Now, when you look through scriptures, when you look through scriptures, there are four types of faith that is expressed in scriptures. Four expressions of faith or four types of faith, four different types, and they do not relate together at all. The first one is in Galatians 2, five, verse 22, which refers to something called the fruit of faith. In this translation, it calls it faithfulness. In other translation, it is called faith because it is the kind of faith that is imputed into you by the Holy Spirit. Because you are a child of God, a character is built into you that is faith. Or that is faithful. That is one. Another one. So this is a fruit. Another one is in First Corinthians 2 verse 9. It is the gift of faith. The gift of faith of which the Holy Spirit gives as he wills. So for example, um, Paul and Peter... Oh, sorry. Peter and James. James. Yeah, Peter and James. They got to the temple on the Lord's day, and they saw a man sitting there. And they told the man, "Oh, we don't have anything to give you." They spoke the word of um, uh, knowledge to the person, "Rise up and walk." The man could not walk. Guess what they did? They extended their faith to that man and pulled that man up, and he started walking. It is a gift of faith that manifested at that instance. It manifests whenever the Holy Spirit desires it to manifest. That is the gift of faith. The thought about faith is saving faith. The kind of faith that you need to have or the kind of faith that comes with the grace that we were talking about this morning that is saving grace. Because Bible says you have saved by grace. Through faith. So when somebody is going to give their life to Jesus, God releases grace for them so that they can have faith to accept that salvation. It's called saving grace. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 9 says, For it is by grace that you are saved through faith. This is not of yourself, it's a gift of God. It's a gift for God. It says, No, not by works, so no one can boast about it. Romans chapter 10. Verse 9 says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you are saved. That is saving, grace, saving faith at work. But the fourth type of faith, which is what I'm going to talk about this day and next week, is the kind of faith that is expected of a believer when Bible says that the just shall live by his faith. It's called the living faith. Somebody says living faith. You know, when people want to get married, suddenly they have faith that, oh, this is, no. Faith is not something that that you act on at an instant. It's a life. It's living. You are meant to live in that faith. It is the kind of life a believer should have. It is not, it's not, Something that you dip in off and you dip out of. No, 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 no. They just shall live by his faith. It's a continuous thing. It's a faith that's alive, not a dead faith. It's a faith that produces results. This morning, just for this morning's sake, I'll give us eight things quickly, and I'll stop there, and I'm going to make it very fast. Eight things quickly, or eight potency of living faith. That if you can make faith alive in you, if you can live in faith, if you can continue and constantly and consistently live by faith, these results can happen. And everything is written in Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 2. Who wants to read for me? Hebrews chapter 11. I will tell you the verse you read out for me. Verse 2. Okay. Verse 2. What does it say? It says, by faith, the elders, they obtain a good testimonies. See, when you live in faith, when your faith is alive, when we consider this faith and you start walking in it, listen, you get good testimonies. That is one of the potency of this faith. It brings testimony across you. It attracts testimonies. It does not focus on the test. It brings the testimonies. Then you realize that you can climb any mountain. Living faith is a producer, verse three. It is able to bring something out of nothing. It says by faith, we understand the world were framed by the word of God. When God said, let there be light, there was nothing called light. When you start operating in this living faith, guess what you are doing? You are operating as God. Because you can speak to something and something out of nothing can happen. So it does not have a, to have a precedent if you are living in faith. Your faith is not based on logic that, oh, you have to do A, B, C. No, 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 no. You can bring something out of nothing. Because the Bible says it is by this faith that God framed the world. It was without form or void, God brought order into it. It was darkness. God brought light into it. There was no sea. God brought the sea out. There was no vegetation. God brought it out out of nothing by faith. Let's only look at that. He says it is by living faith that you can offer an excellent sacrifice. Every sacrifice that is not given by living faith is not an excellent before God. That is different between Cain and Abel. One gave in faith, the one gave, the other one gave out of works. Faith makes you to be able to give an excellent sacrifice. And I define excellence in my notes based on that scripture verse 4. It means it's a it is a sacrifice that God Himself acknowledged. Number four. It is only when you are operating in the level of faith that God calls a living faith. That is when we can say that your life is pleasing God. Because every time you live, as a Christian, every time you live outside of this kind of faith, right? Guess what happens? You are living in the world. Bible refers to it as carnal kind of mindedness. You are living based on the principles of the world. A spiritual-minded person lives by faith. Lives by faith. Not by, this is the place that God wants us to operate in part-time. Daddy Duke was sharing the testimony today. Living in the world, living based on the world system, right? The children could have applied for student loan. It's there, isn't it? That is the electoral conviction. I'm going to university. Oh, I don't have the money, but I will apply. It's not, that's not a miracle. Right? But living by faith is trusting in God. And he did you not make it happen. He brought it out of nothing. Look at the existence of all of us sitting in this place. You were not in existence before. So your creation... The fact that you were buffeted was in faith. You were not in existence before. Just minus one from the day, from the year that you were born. You were not in existence. There was no picture of you. Out of nothing, God still brought you out. Because two people decided to act in faith. <laughs> verse 11. Give me for verse 11. Living in faith. Listen to me, church. Because of where we are going to, because of the things that God has now promised us, living in faith defies natural laws. He says, by faith, Sarah herself received strength to conceive, and she bore a child when she was past the time of when she was past age. The natural law says at 40:45, 40, a woman not entering menopause. How old was Mary, Sarah, when she conceived? 77, isn't it? How old was um, Abraham at that time? 99. Where did that strength come from? Where did that strength come from? When we're praying, there was a time I shared prayer about the fact that everything that God has placed in you still needs to come. It does not matter what your age is. You have not even started. You have not even started. The womb of your dreams will receive strength this morning. Amen. The womb of your dreams. If your dream is still to have a child. That womb will receive strength. Amen. The womb will receive strength. The womb of your vision has to receive strength. The eggs of your vision has to receive strength. The, 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 the spermatozoa of your vision has to receive strength. Because it happened and it's by faith. You have to live in faith. You have to live. Faith assures us of tomorrow today. It assures tomorrow today. When, look at verse, you can project verse 20 to 22 there. When Joseph was speaking about, oh, please take me out of this place. He was talking about the future today. as if he knew what the future was going to say. How do you plan your own future? You know, often as we reply our future, we make wish lists. Is this in faith? Somebody saying that, oh, but pastor, what would that be the difference between wish lists and faith? Right? I will tell you the difference. One is according to the will of God. Because the scripture that we read said it, isn't it? if you ask anything according to his will. We'll go to, on Wednesday, by God's grace, I'll be preaching on Wednesday in church, if you want to come and learn, on how to hear God. How to hear God. Practical ways of hearing God. If you cannot hear God, maybe you're just your Christian faith is just wish list. Because if God has not spoken to you about something, if God has not confirmed it to you, how can you say God, but you said? If you me? How can you say, but God, you said? So let us come and look at how to hear God. Is that okay? Is that okay? Another thing that faith does is that it breeds boldness and it breaks limitation. And I'm going to focus on these two towards later in the year. But let me tell us, what this living faith is. What is this living faith? I said, living faith, or a faith that is alive, or you that you are living by faith, I said is a radical and aggressive action that is based on God's words and does not take no for an answer. If God says it, just do it. Did I get that? If God says it, Just do it. Everyone that is referred to as heroes of faith in Hebrews chapter 11, God spoke to them. And they were not questioning. When you start with the story of Abraham, in fact, I'm doing a study on all of them currently. When you start with the story of Abraham, Bible says, God has said unto Abraham, Leave your father, leave your daughter, leave your daughter. The next verse, and Abraham departed. There was no story. When God told Abraham, Abraham, you need to go and slaughter your son, kill your son. The Bible says, early in the morning, Abraham carried the stuff, let to go. Living faith, acting to God's instruction. When I read the Bible for us, 18 to 20, all of us were excited. And I said, it is on one, acting to the voice of the Lord thy God. So if you not know what the voice of the God sounds like, how can you say that you have faith in that wise? Living faith is radical, it's aggressive, listen to me. When God, it was there that I said it, in fact, just like most of us, you read Reverend Judges, Men of like Passion, isn't it? I only read page one. It was there that God instructed that we should do ye ask. I read the first verse there, James chapter four verse two, and God said you should do ye ask. And I came here that day and I said it even before I just, just preached. you remember? But guess what? I just don't know where it's going to be. All I just have to do, say it. In my head, I programmed it. That might just be me, myself, and I. I will still follow that instruction even if nobody was going. That is what living faith is. When you feel God speaks to you, You don't even need to ask how high, just jump. Just do it. Just do it. Because if you think it too much, guess what will happen? You will not do it. Just do it. So when you are looking at Abraham, no wonder Abraham did not ask the wife before they did it. He just carried his son their only son. I'm so sure you will not trust your husband again. Living faith is radical and aggressive. That's why Bible makes us realize that you must fight for your faith. Fight the good work of faith because there are so many things that's contending against your faith. Have we not realized that every time you want to do something for God, there's 1,001 reason why you should not do it. You must contend with it. Do you know the number of times ah, I was telling over this morning? God gave us a instruction that we should pray 24 hours. At hour number one, I was tired. I was tired. I was looking, ah. So all those times, I was saying, hey, let us celebrate. I was encouraging myself. <laughs> but I, hey, we've not prayed for one hour. Can you believe we have 23 hours to go? <laughs> that 23 hours looks so fun. <laughs> You must contend for it. You must contend with those bills. You must contend with those actions. Those instructions. Do you know that? Since the day God gave me that instruction of "ye ask," the only time I discussed with my wife was during service, when the prayer started. Because if we are discussed, guess what will happen? We will have to plan who's going to look after Joshua. What is going to happen? And that will start discouraging. Ah, I'm going to do it. Mm-mm-mm. Don't worry, God will work it out. Somebody <laughs> should have this to do mine. Just follow. It's aggressive. Blind Bartimaeus, excise such. He was seated there. He only heard. He was a blind man. He only heard that Jesus was passing by. What was his action? He became aggressive in expression. Jesus! That son of David, that me. Everybody told him, come on, the master is passing, keep quiet. No decorum. Protocol is one of the things that limits people the most. Protocol limits. You come to church, ah, I'm not sure whether, oh, can I see pastor? Leave all those things. Walk up to the man if you want something from him. When Jesus Christ was going to heal, uh, to raise Lazarus up, everybody was following Jesus. Oh, I hope he's going to raise, maybe he will be able to, maybe we will not be able to. That woman thought in her heart, if I can just touch the hem of his garment and press through everybody, better don't let anything limit you. That is living faith. It's aggressive in expression. When Jesus Christ said the violent take it by force, that's what it means. This, our Christianity, is not bread and yam. It's not, oh Lord, just give me this bread if you will. No, you take it. If it does not exist, you create it. You are God. You live like that. You don't live on what you can see. You live based on what God is telling you. It's about time, church, that we delete our carnal mind. We operate at God's level. Because that's why the Bible says that ye are gods. You are children of the most high. That's the extent of where our faith needs to be. I think I should stop there. We'll continue the next week. <laughs> we'll continue the next week. We'll continue the next Because time is far spent. But, but, but listen, 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 listen. It's not a matter of clapping. Right? It's a matter of you now try, calling on to God. And say, Father. You know, like that man said, God... I don't, can you help my unbelief? It's not for you to cry to God and say, Lord, please, I need this faith. Faith to be above every circumstances. Faith, faith to walk the way you want me. Listen, every promise of God requires faith. You will see it as you go along. If not, you'll be reading your Bible and it's going to be frustrating. The conversion of every spiritual promise to reality is faith. It has to go through that process of faith. God, I just talked to God this morning. And by faith, I'll call someone to come and take our testimonies. i to go and take our offering. So you pray for now. Please talk to God. You know, I said that the first, faith, faith, the first level of faith is saving faith. If you are not born again this morning, that faith, you need it. You need to give your life to Jesus. If you are here this morning and you need to give your life to Jesus, just wave to Jesus. Just wave to him. I said, Jesus, do it by faith. I just raise up your hand. I said, Jesus, I want to come back to you. I want you to restore me this morning. I'm not going to call you out. So it's just you and Jesus. Just wave to him this morning. i put your hands down. God bless you, ma'am just raise up your hand and put it down this morning. Just raise it up. Anyone else? If you've raised up your hand, why don't you just talk to Jesus and say, Jesus, please forgive my sins again. Draw me close to you. I want to know you more. I want to walk with you. I accept that you are my Lord, you're my Savior. You died for me. You shed your blood for me. Wash me clean, oh God. Wash me, wash me, wash me clean. Make my life anew in you. Restore me unto you this morning. Talk to God. Father, thank you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. Thank you, Lord, for your daughter. I'm asking in the name of Jesus, please accept her. You've already promised to God that you will not cast anyone that comes to your way. Please accept her. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray, O oh God, that you will give her your spirit in full to quicken her to do those things that you please of. In the name of Jesus. Lord, for us as a church, oh God, Lord, we want our faith lifted up. There are so much, so many ways that we've lived based on carnality, based on logic, based on our own assumption, based on intellectual conviction. But Lord, we are praying in the name of Jesus, oh God, that you come and help our unbelief. That we may be able to attain to those things that you've promised us to do to be. Thank you, Mighty Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.